Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Missing Peace podcast, a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body, and souls. I am Becca. I'm obviously a little bit chirpy today. I totally have a load of energy to burn. It is half past eight at night. My bedtime is half nine. I don't know if I'm going to sleep very well. I'm probably going to have to dance a lot and burn the energy, honestly. Needs to happen sometimes. So, hi, everybody. (laughs) This episode is kind of... um, a two-part episode as such, two sort of different things I want to talk about. Um, I want to share this, honestly, it's been such um, a life-changing analogy that I got from someone who was a fellow runner and it was actually relation to running. So firstly, improve your running, particularly if you run on trail or in the fells, in the mountains, whatever, off-road essentially, and just as an analogy for life and being just changing a little switch in your mindset I guess it's been massive for me and then I want to talk about the Celtic wheel I want to talk a little bit about Beltane which I think is how you pronounce it still you know I love all these practices and stuff but I guess until you really watch a video or something and someone knows how to pronounce it I don't know but that's what I'm going with and this is May Day so I want to talk a bit about that how we can celebrate that what it signifies and yeah just to to share that with you because I love this time of year before I even knew about it as being some form of the Celtic wheel I have always loved May Day um, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a mo but just before we launch into both those things I wanted to say that I have just created just set up a, a buy me a tea which is a buy me a coffee if anybody's heard of it before. It's like a crowdfunder essentially, but you can change it to whatever you want. And for me, it'd be buy me a tea, which sounds very, I guess, demanding. But um, the intention of buy me a coffee is really a way of being able to send a donation to me um, if you feel like you would like to do so to just support the work that I'm doing. If you'll find that, you know, if you're finding that this is helpful or you know, you just want to create that sort of sense of um, reciprocity, then it's an option for you to do so that doesn't feel like too pressured. Um, And, you know, I do get a lot of my inspiration when I'm out going for a brew and a tea in a cafe or even at home. And so it feels really apt and it's just like a kind of nice, fun way of doing it. And yeah, so I've set that up. If anybody would be interested, it's the idea that you literally buy a tea um just we well, don't literally actually you don't literally do that you send in a donation that's you know the equivalent of that but I think it's like five pounds you can you know buy multiple copies uh, coffees teas whatever if you want but yeah it's just an idea if that's something that you would like to do to show any support um that would be really appreciated um, my aim I have a little wish list on there well I have one thing on the wish list and that is I would love to buy a microphone not even a new microphone, a microphone, because I'm still just recording on my phone under a pillow on a duvet (laughs) to try and just stop the echo, I guess. And I would love to be able to have a good microphone. So I've got a little wish list on there and aiming to get towards the money for that, which is like a hundred pounds or so. Um, I put a hundred pounds on there, but if I got to that, was able to get a microphone, I'd be just really happy. But yeah, it's no pressure. It's just if that feels like something that resonates with you. So I wanted to just start off by sharing that. Other ways that you can support the podcast, by the way, would be 
rating on Spotify. Reviews on Apple are massive. They really, really, really help. Sharing it, talking about it, you know, all those kind of things are massive. And for everyone who has done that, thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate it. And so if this podcast has been helpful for you or you enjoy it and you want to share it or rate or review, that'd be amazing. Thank you, everybody. And so we'll start with the running analogy. Now, back in, I think it was about 2018, I went through a spell of fell running and I was training for races and stuff, but I'd ran in the fells a few times before. And if anybody doesn't really know, but like the Lake District, kind of the mountains get called the fells. And so, yeah, I would go to fell races. Um, I did quite a few, but I wasn't a pro you know, running in the fells kind of person. And so somebody who I knew who had run for years in the fells gave me this amazing piece of advice for when, particularly you're running a downhill. Um, so you're obviously going kind of fast. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going mega fast, but it is kind of faster than walking, isn't it? And like, so your brain, it's difficult for your brain to kind of keep up a little bit. You've got to focus a lot. And I was just saying that I do struggle on the downhill. Um, and the more you struggle in the downhill, the more that you kind of put quite a lot of pressure into your quads. Um, and that's where you get your burn often, actually, which is, um, you know, I didn't know until I sort of started with it all. But but yeah. And so what he said to me was, when you're going on the downhill, do not focus on the obstacles, the rocks in your way, anything like that. Only focus on where you can put your feet on where you can land. And that was massive. That is such a massive piece of running advice. I'm just going to pass it on to you. You're welcome. Let me know how your PBs come in. <laughs> but it's it does one major thing or two major things, I think. And if we're just thinking about how the brain is having to do two things when you go, oh my God, look at all the obstacles. I can't put my foot there. I can't put my foot there. There's a rock. There's a this, there's a that. And then we have to think about where we can put our feet. We're doing two things there, aren't we? And that's in a split second. But if we can reduce it to one thing, which is focusing on where we can put our feet, then it's just a lot easier on our brain and our bodies to process. And so effectively, you do just get faster and you get more confident on a downhill. Honestly, it's really, really massive. So even trail running or anything like that, you know, you're looking for tree roots. Oh my God, I can't put my foot there, I can't put my foot there. Ah! And then you end up having to stop if anyone does that or gets to that place where you're like, oh, this is just blowing my brain a little bit. It just makes the process a lot more expansive, you know, and that's what the second part of this is. It's that mindset expansion to go, okay, I'm not even going to focus on where I can't put my feet. I'm only focusing where I can put my feet. And this is why it's been an amazing analogy for life for me and hopefully for you as well. I know I've talked about it before, but if you hadn't heard it, I wanted to do a little bit of an episode kind of really highlighting this point. And I talked about it actually on the episode that went out this week on the subscription where I'm talking about how can we find self-care when we live such busy lives. Um, if you want to check that out, head over to the subscription, two weeks free or £6 and $7 after that if you want to sign up for the month, uh, for a monthly kind of um, subscription. We'd love to see you there. But I'm talking about it in that. And I wanted to share it here as well because when we're actually, you know, thinking about life and you can imagine this running analogy as, as life, we're kind of um, going down this path as such, the, the path of life. And we're looking at all the things that's blocking us. We're looking at all the obstacles. We're looking at where we can't go. Where are there dead ends? Where are there um, roadworks, you know? And we're focusing on all that. We're focusing on the lack. We're focusing on what we can't do. 
And so we're not really then focusing on the options and the opportunities that are available to us. And that's why I think it's massive. So when you're kind of looking ahead and you're thinking like, holy fuck, I have no idea what to do or where to go. or I don't know what options are there for me. I know I can't do this and I can't do that. And, you know, you can get really stuck in that. It can really snowball. But if you can just take that moment to go, okay, where can I go? What's open to me? What's available to me? And, you know, we can do that in our minds. And so there might still be limited options. But I think when we take our time and we settle into it and we begin to trust ourselves and our lives and I believe the universe as a whole, then even more opportunities open up. It's like opening all these doors. At first, there may be only a few, but then the more you do this, the more you trust that there are more doors opening and you get to think a bit more, I guess, creatively and um, visionary and, and imaginative because we are more relaxed when we face this and we trust this. And the more that you do it, it's kind of like, it's very expansive. It stops you from getting stuck in the kind of the lack, the scarcity, the fear. And it feels so good as well because I was so stuck in that and I still get stuck in it. It's not like a kind of, you know, you're always going to be perfect, you know? I mean, I think we are all perfect, but that's a different thing. Um, or not the different, really, it's the same. So yeah, we're all perfect. But we're not always going to be doing that thing of always focusing on where we can go. But the more we remind ourselves of this, the more opportunities that come in. And do you know what? I'm just going to say it as well. I just think it brings in so much magic of life. It just brings in such a like what I think is just that real, that meaning of life that's just available at our fingertips that we can block out quite often because of fear and ego, which are, you know, amazing functions for us. But can we work on expanding our energy and our mindset to just tap into where we can go and what we can do, what we can achieve and be abundant with it? So yeah, use it running, use it to just expand what opportunities, what choices, um, what things can come into your life and just keep open. And it's been really, really massive for me. It makes me feel a lot more calm, a lot more trusting things have come in that I just never ever thought would be a possibility and it just like I said that magic it's amazing so yeah I hope that resonates with you I'd love to know what you think so do send me a voice note below get in touch on Instagram whatever and then the second part bear with I'm gonna have a sip of the old tea I just thought it was really hot to begin with so awkward silence of me slurping incoming I think in by the way of changing the intro well I think I definitely will change the intro to this podcast to be um a kettle boiling and then it pouring into a cup to kind of like you know signify this like time of a brew intentional time with yourself we all love a brew not everyone but you know what I mean a lot of us like to have our coffee we have as a ritual or our tea as a ritual or whatever and so I want that to kind of feel have that feeling here so I would love to know what you think about that as well do let me know probably gonna do it anyways but would love to know so Beltane or however you pronounce it Mayday this is one of the um turnings of the wheel uh the eight turnings of the wheel within the Celtic wheel if you want to hear more about that in full if you go back to January time me and Kelly record an episode on this we also um record an episode on the lunar cycle and on the seasons and the Celtic wheel you know is very much aligned with the seasons of the, with the natural world and 
Beltane uh, is May Day. If you're, I don't know necessarily if it's called May Day in different parts of the world, but definitely in the UK. Um, and there's still quite a lot of celebrations around that. And Beltane and Bel was um, one of the uh, kind of gods, the deities, and Tane or Ten, however you pronounce it, I guess, um, is roughly translated as fire. So it's like a it's a fire festival. It's a celebration of this of this god who is like a, an, a this kind of light energy fire god. Um, and so it's a it's this fire festival which is really a symbolism of of life of growth it's a symbolism of love energy even sexuality fertility because if we actually look at nature it's um it's signifying the start of summer really and that's what it represents but this is the time when we're really starting to see some of those buds come out in the trees we've had some flowers haven't we so it's a flower type festival as well but it's a celebration of life returning which was obviously very massive back in the day when um you know the the celts were relying on the land and you know people did for thousands of years and in many different cultures we were very in tune with nature because we needed to we survived you know, with it, we were part of it. And so it's remembering that connection. And, you know, I think for anybody who's listening, you can probably know that around this time, you're starting to just feel a little bit more light, a little bit more, I don't know, energized, particularly if you, um, if you live somewhere like with me, where we have a May Day festival in Penrith and it's maybe not as big as it used to be, but it's the time of year when there's like a May Day parade, there's a May Queen. These are big traditions of it. May Queen, there's a Maypole. Actually, I don't know if there's a Maypole in Penrith, but there's a Maypole often within this dancing around the Maypole. Another kind of tradition that's uh, more of the kind of Celtic tradition, I believe if I get this right, it was a time when um, like lovers would jump over a fire together uh, and just kind of like, I think it was meant to be kind of a blessing of fertility, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's just a time when we're getting energized and we're having fun and we're just celebrating life. So if anything, there's a practice already, just like that's, well, that's what a lot of these focus on is that celebration. Um, and so I wanted to also mention, I have such a, just great memories of May Day, honestly. When I was younger, May Day, it's often a bank holiday. Well, it's a bank holiday here in um, England. And, you know, when I was younger, that meant going out drinking. And I remember once, because it'd be the next day, we'd be going on all the kind of like fun fair rides and going on this one that was a little bit wild and having to throw up, you know, in the center of the, uh, the fairground, which is kind of embarrassing. But yeah, that happened fond mems when you look back I guess that was something to laugh on felt so rough at the time but yeah you like we all know drinks and uh, roller coasters don't tend to mix but yeah or ride should I say it wasn't a roller coaster but um so yeah that and then I when I did my cycle tour back in 2019 me and somebody that I ended up cycling with for about um a week down in sort of Devon Cornwall area we happened upon Padstow which is uh like a village there a cute little village has lots of lovely little shops in it actually maybe it's a town but it's kind of like a village size but just a you know a proper like touristy seasidey town but very local feel to it as well and we just happened upon it the day before may day and he was canadian and was like oh what's may day because we just we, we went into a pub and somebody was like yeah it's may day tomorrow and it's really big here in padstow which i didn't know but like padstow has if you if you don't know you might have heard of it if you live around here but 
it's a big day and it is so fun. So we stayed overnight, we camped, and then the next day we celebrated the May Day, which, um, and actually it starts the day before as well. They have all these traditions around um, these kind of two different, how would they be called? Two different uh, houses, I guess. Um, you know, the kind of idea of two different parties of people, which would be uh, passed down um, through the like family lines. Um, there was this song they did. There was somebody dressed up as like a horse. There's like a whole, a whole day of it. There's outfits. It's just incredible. There's a maypole. There's loads of traditions. If you want to really celebrate May Day, go to Padstow. That was so fun. And coincidentally, I also then got a little bit tipsy and went on the freaking um, what do you call them? The spinny things. It goes around like a big circle, but you're you're spinning as well in it. That's oh my god, I felt so sick, so sick. But fondamems as well. So yeah, it's a time of fun and celebration. And yeah, check out different traditions and see if there's anything on in your area when it comes to um, the good old Bedeltame, the good old May Day, which by the way is usually always around kind of the first of May, and it also is it signifies the um it's in between the spring equinox and the summer solstice like the balance in between that and as a reminder the spring equinox is when light is kind of equal as such and the light is going to grow we've been through the darker time of the year and then it becomes light from the spring equinox onwards but it's like a balancing time um really within spring there and then as we're entering the beginning of summer now, which is still, you know, there's a flow, isn't there? There's a flow from spring to summer. There's an, an overlap. It's not just, you know, one, you know, the last day of April is um, spring and then the first of May is summer. You know, it's not like that. Nature's not like that. We're not like that. It's something to bear in mind. But then you go to the summer solstice and that is the lightest day of the year, the longest day of the year, when we're at like completion of the light and absolute height and energy heightened energy so we're going towards that the light is building so yeah it's uh there are things to consider so fire is massive it's a fire festival so perhaps you can do can you set a bonfire if you've got a chimney in your garden maybe even if it's a cold day light a fire inside but i do think it's a great time of the year to be outside it's very much in that kind of outer energy nature energy type of thing so get out there you know, can you have friends around a fire together? Can you, it's a celebratory time. So let's enjoy the light building and spend it with friends and family. Let's socialize. Let's have fun. They're really big things to do. Decorating the house with flowers. Again, that abundance of the spring moving into summer. Um, and if you consider like, um, may day uh bouquets and like the the may queens often decorated with flowers um i actually know who the may queen's going to be this year so i'm really looking forward to going and watching that or one of the may queens there's a few of them so that's going to be really lovely really lovely um tradition to be here and i'm really grateful that penrith has that to be honest so that's big Perhaps if you don't have a fire, you could light a candle, maybe set some intentions with it, you know, um, you could even write down on paper what you don't want to take with you into the lighter parts of the year, what you're still shedding, what things do you want to let go of and burn them on the candle or in a fire if you have that as well. Um, you could 
create something. It's a time of year of creation, you know, it's that kind of fertility, like I said. Um, so make something perhaps, maybe you want to, um, you could, you know, make some sort of crafts or you could make like, uh, these different kind of flower displays in your house. If you want to bring it to flowers as well, um, whatever it is that you want to create, create some art or create a podcast. This is my creative bit. That's what I'm going with. Um, and Another really fun thing, actually, that I think is a really um, lovely thing to do is you could go on a fairy hunt. Although I don't like it being called a fairy hunt, actually. A fairy search, maybe? A fairy lookout? Well, there's not a lookout, but, you know, we're not hunting the fairies. We want them to live in their harmony and in their natural place, of course. <laughs> but, like, essentially, this is a fun little thing you can do with children and, um I actually know there's been a few in the local area actually that have these like little fairy houses that have been put up but you could make fairy houses for your kids with natural items but you could go on a fairy hunt and look for things such as like um fairy hats which would be like the acorn caps funnily enough I was pulling one of those like acorn caps off and been a bit a bit forceful I was like this acorn cap is going to fall off in my hands you know what they do and it feels really nice or like um the little uh caps should I say it's not the acorn cap that I was thinking of but you know them like caps that come off um pine trees when they're shedding um and they just sort of fall out they're really nice they could be like a little fairy cap as well um the moss can be like the bed of a fairy um just looking and just having fun you know and exploring the magic of life it's a time of year as well that apparently the veil is thin bit like when we look at All Hallows Eve um, or Samhain as it's called within the Celtic wheel, that time where, you know, we're apparently closer to the spiritual realm. So what's coming up there? That's why this is the whole idea of the fairy, um, the fairy not hunt, the fairy not hunt, that's what I'm going to call it. It's the time of the year for the fairy not hunt because it's that idea of the magic coming in to our lives. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's celebratory. Look around your local area and see if they have any events on. Just check it all out. So yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to say about it. But as you can probably tell, I already feel the energy kind of building. And I love May Day. I love Beltane. And I just think it's a lovely time of year to honour nature and honour ourselves and honour growth and honour kind of like the light coming in and you know, you can focus on what's growing in your life, you know, what do you want to grow in your life? What have you planted and what's um, um, coming to fruition or building towards it? Like I said, the fertile time, the fire time, the energy, so much energy. So yeah, everybody, I would love to hear if you do have any practices or you try any of these. Um, yeah, I'm obviously very chatty and sociable right now. So do feel free to send me a voice note or whatever. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, until next week. Have a lovely week. Happy May Day. Happy Beltane. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode. And you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.